0: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this.
1: Oh, it's the weekend and it is midday. Happy midday. Is that a thing, James Collins?
2: <laughs> I think it is a thing. I think it is a
1: thing. Well, James Collins, everyone listening right now is listening to Off The Record yes. on
2: River Radio. Yes. James, give us a bit of context. As you do fantastically every week, what exactly is It changes Off the every record? week. It changes every week. However, Off The Record is basically a show where we, two massive music lovers, we basically take an album a week or an artist a week and we go through uh, basically everything that wasn't on the lacquer. So that could be meaning behind the lyrics, that could be... Uh, stories in and around sort of the the creation of the album. It it could be anything, really. Um, So, yeah, we take sort of our favourite albums, our favourite artists, and we we dissect, basically. Absolutely. Well, actually, hold on. What's that? Last week... Mm. You
1: accidentally said that we're two massive lovers. Oh. <laughs> Can you please clarify?
2: For the people of Marla? <laughs> exactly. They're, they're currently at home trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, we are we are music lovers. We are music lovers. Not lovers who both enjoy music. There we are go. music lovers. We both love music. Fantastic. Yes. Thanks for clarifying that. Second no thing, I feel like
1: it goes without saying the fact that Yes. Now, James, here's
2: the thing: you've got a that well, problem with that, don't you? Is, it, what's is that? it? Is it? Is it? What my issue is, is: it's been coming home for years. Like, like try <laughs> sixty. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so why isn't it home yet? Like, why isn't it? Why isn't it here? You're getting a bit worried, aren't Honestly, you? Honestly, I've been I've been up all night. It's not returning <laughs> my calls. It's not returning my texts. I've been I'm just waiting for it to come home. It's been waiting past bedtimes. Honestly, hasn't come home. Yet. Why isn't it coming
1: home? But yeah. Anyway. Well, listen. I'm very proud of England. I I think they've done a fantastic job. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing, James. Today, we've got a slightly special show. Every show is special, obviously, because it's it's off the record on River Radio. But today's show, we're actually shouting out a little bit of a music legend.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, the
1: thing I do wrong every week, James, is I go, James, give me a hint who we're talking (laughs) about today. But I'm a bit stupid because everyone already knows who we're talking about today. Because on a Friday, we put out a promo. Yep. And then on a Saturday, if people actually go on the app or listen to it, however, the title comes up.
2: Yep. yep so actually, yeah, yep. I sound like an idiot. But that's fine. That's fine. There's still suspense there. There is t- still a bit of suspense
1: <laughs> because of the way that we talk about it. But I thought today, James Collins, instead of giving me a hint as to who we're talking about today, why don't you just give us an amazing fact about today's...
2: Well, that, well, so we just want to, just to clarify, one thing that people don't know is that today is a bit of a special episode, which is something that we're going to be doing each month, which is every month we're going to be taking an album that is currently going through its 50th anniversary. 50th year anniversary.
1: So,
2: <laughs> so we're basically going to be focusing on albums that were created in 1971. Correct. Good um, Inspired by uh, the apple tv plus documentary 1971 which i watched recently but it's amazing i would highly recommend it to anyone but it really made me realize that all of the albums released within that year are just insane they're absolutely incredible and have had such a lasting 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 impact on well, but, but everything really the music music art culture everything us exactly you james collins it, it perfectly describes it the 1971 was basically sort of led by the music as opposed to the music being led by the events in 1971 and I think to be honest it's just it's such an amazing year and and obviously because all of these albums are, t- are turning 50 this year It's a perfect time to to go through them. It was also the year that my mother was born.
1: Oh, so I think that just tops it all off, doesn't it? Yes. Sorry, mum, I'm just giving you your age away. (laughs) All right. Hopefully, people aren't good at math. But James, we're gonna we're gonna crack straight into it, aren't we? Yes. And uh, actually, the first song I want you to tell me why you've necessarily picked this.
2: Yes. Um, For me, this is this is one of the tracks that always stood out for me from from this person's album Um, the fact that I wanted to say was this fantastic woman at the age of 15 walked into Atlantic Records one of at the time one of the US's biggest record um, labels sure and she had a a case full of demos And she said I want someone to listen To my demos At the age of 15 Isn't or 16, that Billy Eilish behaviour Crazy Crazy stuff Crazy stuff And then by the age of 17 She had her first Number one hit So um, so, so yeah, yeah Further kind of ado fun. Why don't you announce The name of this song This is Too Late Baby By Carole King From the album We're going to be diving in today Which is Tapestry Stayed in bed all morning Just to pass the
3: time There's something wrong here, there can be no denying One of us is changing, or maybe we've just stopped
1: Absolutely grooving us through today, James Collins.
2: It it feels like the weekend. It's just groove, man. It's just, it's just so, so, so nice. And I think, like, throughout this album, more than anything else, like, it's predominantly Carol and the piano. But yeah, it's just, there's just so much
1: and a cheeky little jazz drum.
2: Yes, just hitting the ride
1: and the snare, and that's all they need. A little
2: bit of bongos, a little bit of bongos here and there. It's, it's nice. It's really, really nice. And like, I think that's the thing with this, um, this album, more than anything else. Like, uh, when I first listened to it, it must have been a couple of years ago now, but it was like. It's just so easy listening, and absolutely. it's just—it's so nice to just put on. And you know, the, the songwriting in the album is incredible. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna jump into all of that. But like, you know, there, there's so many things, so many events that coincided to make this album. And I just—it's—it's it's such a masterpiece. I actually, I, I absolutely adore it. It's one of the—it's still one of the uh, biggest selling albums ever because of the impact that. Say that one more time. Still one of the biggest ever selling albums ever ever of all time (laughs) ever
1: so for everyone listening at home, if you haven't yet read the title or didn't mm-hmm. see the promo <laughs> yesterday, I would like to announce for the very first time to your ears that it is Carol King, yes. who we are talking about today. We're diving into our album, which is called Tapestry, Tapestry mm-hmm. which is a fantastic album, which yeah. I heard for the first time this week, James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. very new to this. So yeah. I feel like anyone yes. at home who's never heard of Carol King, I fully empathize with you. And I got to say... Having heard Carol's album for the first time, I've got to say you're in for a treat today.
2: Man, it's, it's just that thing of like, if you don't know Carol King, you've de- you definitely know the, the, the songs that she's written because yeah. she's been such a proli- prolific songwriter. It's, it's crazy.
1: One way 100%. or another, you will feel appreciation for Carol King 100%. by the end of 100%. today's show. So That's... I thought what I'd do is I'll start off by first reading out exactly who Carol King is. Yes, sir. And what is my trusted source every week? <laughs> Wikipedia. Wikipedia, it says Carol King an american singer songwriter who's been active since get this 1958 mental absolutely mental initially as one of the staff songwriters at the brill building and Mm -hmm. later as a solo artist she is the most successful female songwriter of the latter half of the 20th century in the us having written or co-written 118 Mm -hmm. pop hits on the Billboard Hot 100. So it's safe to say that people have either heard a Carole King song <laughs> yeah. or heard a song that she has
2: written. Yeah, man, 100%. And 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 that's one thing that's amazing about her is that she's just had such such an eclectic career. Like, it, it's, it's gone from strength to strength, really. Um, and we're going to dive into one of the first tracks that she... Um, she well, it was actually her first number one, um, which was originally recorded by the Shirelles. Um, but at the time, Carol was, um, she was married to Jerry Goffin um, and together they were Goffin and King and they were a songwriting duo and they wrote so many songs, man. Like just, to, just a list of like just a few. We Love Me Tomorrow, which is the track that we're going to be playing next. Um, Take Good Care of My Baby, um, Halfway to Paradise, The Locomotion. So many of the tracks from that people were absolutely adoring in the 60s, whether they were dancing to them, whether they were absolutely just, you know just sitting up at home listening to them on their records they like carol king shaped the 60s in terms of sort of the type of music that she was she was writing with with her husband and um yeah we're gonna dive into one of those tracks now
1: fantastic
2: and what is the name of this track this is will you love me tomorrow this is from tapestry so this is carol king's version.
1: Still Love Me Tomorrow here on River Radio. We are playing all of Carol King's top songs from her album Tapestry here on River Radio. You're listening to Off The Record with Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. James Collins, let's jump straight into this album. It is a yes, fantastic sorry. album. Yes. Slightly slower, this song. Mm, mm, mm. But I want to hear your thoughts on it.
2: Well, I, th- I think to be honest this song more than anything else I think people will recognise this song from the Shirelles version Um, but it's obviously a lot more upbeat it's that kind of swinging 60s thing um, where you can where you had like your trio groups Um, you know it it was an upbeat song but the one thing that's beautiful about this track in particular in terms of Carol's um, rearrangement of it is the song it just has such a different energy it just has such a different i i I, I don't even know how to describe it it's just she's completely repurposed it and all it takes is just to strip the arrangement to just her and a piano and just slow it down a little bit and i think that's what's beautiful about all of her music is that you you have some tracks that are are a little bit more up up tempo a little bit more upbeat you've got other ones that are really slow and, and, and somber but throughout all of it you've just got these incredible songs that like it doesn't matter what you what you arrange it with. If you were to sit down with a piano or a guitar, the song works equally as well, as if it's like full-blown arranged by whoever, performed by whoever, you know, it's and, and that's what I think, yeah, it blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. And, and I think with this track in particular, you know, there's, there's a few tracks on Tapestry um, that are window tracks, but particularly with like, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, for example, and a couple other tracks that we're going to dive into later, um they're just she's just repurposed them but it's i think i don't know whether it's as it was written or maybe it was just at that point in her life that was sort of where she was at and and she's gone back and rediscovered the tracks and and found sort of new meaning in the lyrics but yeah it's it's beautiful absolutely Absolutely. and i want to hear more about the album why did you pick tapestry of all albums yeah man i I mean tapestry i I think more than anything else you know, within this 1971 feature that we want to go through, um, there's so many albums that we want we want to look into. You know, I think with Tapestry, more than anything else, it really highlights the, the rise of the singer-songwriter, the American singer-songwriter movement, and, and what the singer-songwriter movement is today. Um, you know, there's so many albums that we're, we're going to jump into, such as Blue by Joni Mitchell. We've got um, What's Next by The Who. We've got uh, There's a Riot going on by Sly and the Family Stone, Just as Anne by Will With. Bill Withers. There's so many incredible, incredible albums and they were all just being released and and thrown about at the same time. The thing with this album wasn't anything else was it was released in February. So it really kicked off uh, 1971. And I would say as well as that, like focusing on sort of the context of when this album was released, you know, there was this, this strange period coming out of the 60s, like coming out of, you know, Summer of Love, hippie movement, things like that, where, you know, people didn't necessarily know what was next you know they'd had all this this time with woodstock and and massive events where people were traveling the u.s um they were hitchhiking they were doing everything and then there was kind of like this destruction where you had sort of the manson murders you had um so many you had vietnam you had so many events that really tore off that that uh, you know that iron curtain almost where it was just like there's a lot going on <laughs> there's so much going on and, and you know that this came from the 60s which was this glorified era of just enjoying yourself feeling love um you know being with other people you know the influence of of psychedelics and things like that and then the 70s comes and it's like it's hard hitting and the thing about tapestry is tapestry perfectly encapsulates that but in such a beautiful way and i think if anything, it's, it's something that through its brutality and through its honesty, it's comforting. You know, it's comforting for people listening to to realize that someone else out there is feeling the same thing. Someone out there is really appreciating um, that things are different, and you know that's not a bad thing. It's just that you know Carol King's here to hold your hand through the changes. That's that's all it is. <laughs> Shout out to Carol. Shout out Carol. Thanks, Auntie Carol. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, obviously, to, to, to look at uh, Carol King's life at this point, um, Jerry Goffin, who was her songwriting partner um, and, and hus- her husband at the husband. time, yeah, in 1971, they just got divorced. So Carol literally, um, with her two daughters, moved to California, and she started writing sort of solo, which was the first time that she'd ever really done that. All of her successes up until that point had been through that relationship really through that marriage so she was very much in a position where she didn't really know um you know what was going on or or where she was going next in her career so to come out with an album like this after everything that she went through is is, is crazy absolutely crazy and that's what i think is so beautiful about tracks like "We love me tomorrow is obviously at the time it was written about her at the time husband but then she kind of repurposes it to sort of yeah, but will anyone love me tomorrow, you know? And, and, and just that shift in emotion is, is so incredible. The way, that, the way that she can just reimagine and, re, and, you know, rediscover her lyrics like that, I think is, it's, it's craftsmanship. It's absolute craftsmanship. And, and you know, it's, 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 not, it's not something that's easy to do <laughs> at all. Oh, yeah. What have we got next? So up next, we've got uh, an incredible song. It's called Where You Lead. Um, I absolutely love this song so much. It's probably one of my standout tracks from the Tapestry. But uh, yeah, this is where you lead by Carol King.
1: And you know what I might just follow where you lead that's it that's it that's it <laughs> um, beautiful by Carole King here yes. on River Radio right now we're going through Carole King's tapestry album yes sir. here on off the record mm-hmm. James I want to hear your thoughts it's a fantastic song but you said earlier mm-hmm. that she rewrote it
2: yeah yeah so, so it's really interesting one of this because uh, it, it kind of doesn't fit with the theme of the album um, because obviously at the time you know she just uh, divorced from from Jerry Goffin um she just completely upped and, and gone to California, and um, then she's got this the song where it's like, "Wherever you go, I'll follow," kind of thing. Where it's like, it's, it, it feels like a love song. It feels like pure devotion. Um, and basically, after sort of the album, Carol actually expressed how much she didn't didn't like playing that song live because she felt so differently about sort of everything that she was writing about at the time. So it was actually reimagined. Uh, it became um, the theme track to gilmore girls which is a very interesting thing and basically her daughter louise goffin um obviously son of jerry and uh, and carol um she rewrote the lyrics um to sort of repurpose it around the relationship between mother and daughter as opposed to man and man and man and wife at least what an absolute genius it's amazing it's incredible and and you know once again for her to find sort of uh, a, a rediscovered purpose within her lyrics is amazing absolutely amazing and I think I think that's so beautiful I think this track's great but you know just you know it, it, it's kind of summarises where she was at the time I think you know she was creating it, it's a great song and it, and it, it's it's a song that has to be on the album because that's sort of where she is but I think you know we're going to dive into a couple of tracks now which kind of more summarise sort of the relevance that, that Tapestry had on the um on on America, at least at the time, um, upon release, obviously through as we were saying before, after the sixties, there was kind of this idealistic idea of of you know the American dream of of the man goes to his new office job or whatever and his wife stays at home to look after the kids and you know she's working in a kitchen with a Smeg fridge and they've got the white picket fence and that's like the, that that's the ideal in America she's the wearing the apron yeah exactly you know you, you, you can literally picture in your head you can picture the adverts and everything and it was basically at the time obviously America had was still recovering from the war and they were basically creating the America that they wanted to recreate, basically, um, because they they could literally start from scratch after the war, and and with the rise of advertising and marketing and stuff like that at the time, um, you know, every car advert, every every advert for for anything, televisions, whatever, was picturing this ideal of the man, the wife, and the, the two, three kids or whatever. And then you've got Carol King here, who's just gone through a divorce, picked up and left, and moved somewhere else, completely different. So she's completely like feeling the complete opposite to all of this and in the next track that we're going to play Beautiful um, it's it's just a track about getting up and presenting yourself as the person that you want to be presenting yourself as um, in her case obviously the woman that uh, that she wants to present herself as because you know the more she gives Uh, that off, the more she's going to get that in return, you know, the more people are going to respect her. Um, Whereas if, if she feeds into that idea of, you know, being the stay at home mom, you know, stay loyal to your husband and things like that, you know, the, the less happy she is. So it's, it's, yeah, it's describing how being your individual self, being a woman who is doing what she can. But to enjoy herself and to to make the most out of her life, that's beautiful and and yeah, it's it's such a wonderful track and we're going to go into way over yonder as well and it's the same the same idea and I think at the time within the US, I think this really resonated with a lot of people who were struggling with the idea that you know their reality wasn't the same that was on the adverts, it wasn't the same that was on you know in the in the films and things like that and I think that's that's the turning point for the seventies at least. I think the seventies it all became. It came very much crashing down all at once, um but Carol was the voice at the time for all of the people who were at home, you know struggling you know they, they weren't having their white picket fences you know they, they they didn't have all of this, or if they did have those things, they weren't happy when they got it, and it was this whole idea of like you know you're just sure, being sold yeah. the dream, sold this American dream um and you know i th- I think. That's why it resonated with so many people at the time more than anything else. And these two tracks, 100% are the ones that that, that really, really stand out for me uh, in in that sense anyway. So what you're saying is she's a little bit of a disruptor. A little bit, a little bit. And I think I think a bit that's, naughty. Yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, people, she's so honest in her lyrics and it's so authentic. It has to come from that place in order to be that, that yeah, honest it is literally the best way for it. And I think people really resonated with that. In, in a time where... There was so much falsity being betrayed through adverts, being betrayed through the media and things like that. You know, cover-ups around Vietnam. You know, it wasn't a representation of how the people really felt. And I think more so than anything else, Carol King was that person that was that was there as the, the figure of truth, really, in amongst all of it. And yeah, it's great, fantastic. Well, what is the next song that we've got next? This
0: is James.
1: A, this is beautiful. You
3: got to get up by King. In the with King. That's
1: well said, James. Thank you. <laughs> Hair is Beautiful by Carol King. If
3: you love in your heart, then people gonna treat you better. You're gonna find, yes, you will, that you're beautiful as you feel. Waiting at the station with Is it just an all up? And the sweet taste in good life is so easy. King,
1: grooving us through this weekend midday with way over yonder. What a fantastic song! I think that song probably summarizes Carol King's vibe so well. It's slow, it's piano in her. It's mm-hmm. so stripped back, but it's fantastic.
2: Hundred percent, man. And like, obviously, you've got that lyrical, um, that lyrical value there. That whole intention of like, you know way over yonder is this this place of like where she's in like peace of mind and where she's she's almost like you know her best the best version of herself without getting like too cliche into that it's just this idea of you know carol has she's gone through so much stuff to get to the point where she's at but she's had such a successful career on the other hand it's like you know she should be in a point where she feels settled where she feels like she doesn't have to you know really really have to prove herself really but yet she's there do you know what i mean it's like she's had number one hit records but at the same time that whole side of her her history of her songwriting partner and stuff like that you know that's all completely fallen apart so this idea of her being settled having peace of mind and stuff like that it's way over yonder but she's on our way there and i think just that in itself is just such a beautiful metaphor i think it's so well
1: put so well put and i know that you've mentioned as well that this Album was written at such a unique time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. going to play So Far Away. Yes. And then we're going to talk exactly about what I've just mentioned because it is a little bit magical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I love a magical moment. I love it how, you know, you talk about the history of music and you mm-hmm. kind of, obviously, within hindsight, you're able to find these little moments which in the moment mm-hmm. wouldn't have seemed like a big deal. And yet it had such a drastic impact on music. That's it. I feel like I'm giving too much away, so I'm going (laughs) to shut up right there. But before that, James Collins, I have got a very... I'm not going to obviously blow my own horn and say it's a fantastic feature because that's really unfair of me. But I've got something that you might like. Oh, yeah. It is called the six degrees of separation, which is its own phenomenon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's this mm -hmm. idea that every single human being is connected to any other human being within six degrees of separation. So, you know, mm-hmm. I could be connected to a doctor in Tasmania mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. within five or six people. So mm-hmm. I've called this, who do you know? Mm-hmm. And I want to test your knowledge, but also my knowledge too. I want to see, because I know that okay. we both know our musicians. Yep. Mine's probably a little bit more random than yours. Yes. You've done the homework. I've seen a TikTok about it, <laughs> right? But here's the way that this is going to work. These are the rules, okay? The rules are, I'm going to name two celebrities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you've got to connect them in the least amount of degrees the rules are in order to connect to another degree Mm -hmm. they must have featured in a song a movie or a TV show together that's what makes a connection so I'm going to give you an example okay so the example is let's say we wanted to try and connect Jack Black Mm -hmm. to Drake Bell from Drake and Josh fantastic the way I'd connect that is I'd go well Jack Black was in School of Rock yep with Miranda Cosgrove. Mm-hmm. And Miranda Cosgrove was in Drake and Josh Yep,
2: with Drake Bell. Fantastic. And that would be... One degree of separation. One degree of separation. Yep.
1: yep. Great. Do you get it? Yes. So here's what we're going to do. Of course, we're going to play So Far Away, but I'm going to give you that amount of time. So Far Away, it's looking like it's a four-minute song. That's mm-hmm. enough time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Go on. Yeah, it's loads of time. And I'm going to give you two connections that you've got to make. Mm-hmm. So you can write this down right now. Yep. And everyone listening wherever you listen from whether you're in the car whether you're at home I don't know you might be on a run I want you to connect these two things so firstly you need to connect Ringo Starr to Demi Lovato
2: fantastic
1: and you need to connect Michael Jackson to Taylor Swift Damn. <laughs> now remember the rules are they have to have featured in a song movie yep. or TV show together
2: yeah got yep. it okay no worries
1: and the winner, obviously, is the one who can sort of connect them in the least amount of, least amount of degrees. degrees. Yep. Fantastic. Beautiful. Well, Wonderful. I guess carrying us into the next song is obviously Carol King with So Far Away here on River Radio. We're playing all of Carol's songs from her album Tapestry. It's So Far Away. Enjoy. So far
3: and anybody stay
1: So far away, Carol King here on River Radio. Now, for everyone listening, James, just before yes. this song played, I set a challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've struggled so much with it. Yeah, yeah, it's a difficult one. <laughs> I got one of them. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh,
0: I've I got wanna... both, but they're very loose. Oh, you got they're both. very
1: loose. They're oh, very, wow. very loose. Okay. Well, here's what I was going to say. Uh, I, for Michael Jackson to Taylor Swift, I got two degrees of separation. Right. What about yourself? i got one i think one i think
2: whoa okay cool and then for michael jackson yeah it's of michael jackson and oh then sorry ringo star ringo to demi lovato i think i got like five degrees i think of i'm separation. two I think i'm two <laughs> well, well it's not it's kind of my my ringo one's terrible <laughs> i want to hear your answers let's go okay so Michael Jackson, yep. Taylor Swift. Yep. Taylor Swift performed in the Hannah Montana movie. Very good. Miley Cyrus. Very good. Miley Cyrus performed for the Michael Jackson tribute, um, and it was like a, a thing with like a hologram. Like, so she technically performed with Michael Jackson. That's fantastic. There you go. I struggled a bit.
1: I wrote down Michael Jackson wrote a song with Paul McCartney.
2: Okay. The Girl Is Mine. Yep. Yep.
1: Paul was on the Late Late Show with James Corden and Carpool Karaoke. Yes. And so was Taylor Swift.
2: Fantastic. So okay. that's my two. Okay. Nice, nice. I think that was an even that's tie. A lot more, that's a lot more adventurous than mine. That was very good. That's a lot more creative. Ringo Starr to yes. Demi Lovato. Yes. Go for it. So Ringo Starr... No, sorry. Demi Lovato was in the cultural... <laughs> the, the cultural reset film, Camp Rock, with none Very only, good. None only than Nick Jonas. Nick <laughs> Jonas then designed a collection for fashion designer John Vavartos. And John Varvatos has also designed a collection with Ringo Star. Two degrees. Of That's insane.
0: See, I didn't get to finish mine. I didn't get right, to finish mine, right. but I feel like
2: you can help me. I wrote down
1: Ringo Star was in the Beatles with Paul yep, McCartney. Of course, Paul wrote a song with Dominic Fike. Yes, Dominic Fike wrote, wrote a song with Bieber.
2: Yes, Bieber
1: yes. wrote a song with Ariana. Yeah, and now I'm trying to find the link between Ariana and. Uh Miley Cyrus.
2: Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus Temi- Demi Lovato. Demi Disney. Fantastic. There you
1: go. There we have it. That was a nice little <laughs> team collaboration, James. Yes, but what
2: I did yes, say, just
1: before we played that game, was that you were going to announce a very cool connection. We thought the Six Degrees yeah, of man. Separation was a cool connection. Yeah. But I want to hear what you've got to say about... Laurel Canyon.
2: Yeah, so so basically the one thing that was incredible about, obviously I've talked a lot about Carole King moving to LA. And basically she moved to this place called Laurel Canyon, uh, which at the time, um, it was quite big in the 60s. Um, but basically it was just almost like a little microcosm for singer-songwriters and for just artists at the time that were incredible. So just to kind of talk through a list of few albums, you've got Frank Zappa, you've got Neil Young, you've got The Doors, uh, so obviously Jim Morrison um you've got Crosby Stills and Nash you've got the birds uh you got James Taylor um obviously you've got Carole King you've got Joni Mitchell um they're all releasing music at the same time and it's absolutely incredible because they're all working on each other's tracks like for example tapestry is literally rinsed with James Taylor playing guitar Joni Mitchell singing backing vocals it's incredible and the thing about so, so far So it's a collaboration. Away, yeah, yeah I mean I mean they were literally like you know uh Joni was recording Blue in the next room to where Carol was recording Tapestry. And those albums are are some of the most incredible albums to ever exist in terms of songwriting, in terms of arrangement, in terms of legacy. So it's very interesting really, because obviously like so far away, it's a song about missing someone. And Carol actually wrote it whilst on tour uh, with James Taylor. And it was about basically missing her loved ones, missing her children and yeah it's it, it's just an incredible song. um, I absolutely adore it. It's the one that that really sticks out for me uh on the album more than anything else and this comes into obviously Carol's life and and the the amount of relationships and marriages that she's had that you know she's she's experienced so much, and I think you know it, it raises this argument of the singer songwriter having to go through pain themselves go through experience themselves in order to create some incredible art and, and Carol's a prime example of that and you know I, ju- I just think she's she's absolutely, absolutely fantastic I think she's brilliant this next song is a little bit of a legacy song isn't it it is indeed, it is indeed. so we've got um, yeah I'm I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the title just yet I'm not going to say the title just yet but basically this was a track that w- was written by Carol um, quite early on in her, her career and it was probably the biggest track recorded by the artist who she gave it to. And the main thing behind it was, it was basically the the track that really showcased her as a, as a, as a singer and named her the queen of soul. And of course we're talking about Aretha Franklin and this, the track we're going to be talking about is, or we're just about to play is you make me feel like a natural woman, which is such an insane song. But the one thing that I want to say about this version is like, Sorry, Joni, uh, Carol just completely changes the the meaning behind the song. It now feels it feels a lot more raw. It feels a lot more authentic. It feels a lot more honest. As I was saying before, um, you know that's, that's it's, it's a key theme across the whole album. But oh my god, this version absolutely kills me. I think it's amazing, and just another example of how how Carol was just able to repurpose the songs that she'd written for other people. Um, and just give it that that original meaning again and I I absolutely adore it I I think it's absolutely incredible and yeah Well I'm glad because I thought we were about to have to announce a song without you saying
1: the name of the song (laughs) No So I'm really happy now because we can in fact let the people know that right now we're playing You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman Carol King here on River Radio
3: Lord it made me feel so tired before the day I met you life was so unkind
2: by carol king james collins massive amazing actually it's just amazing i, I honestly i've I loved this album so much and i hope i hope we've been able to communicate sort of how how incredible of, of an album it is honestly I, I, please I rate
1: it. us 10 out of 10 on Tripadvisor. please
2: <laughs> well james that brings us to the end of the show yes, mate. yes. and
1: we 100 will be signing this show out with an absolute classic yes tapestry by carol king uh-huh uh-huh I want you to let me know why you've picked that to sign the song out.
2: Um, obviously it's the title track of the of the album, but basically for me, it just summarizes everything that, that the album encapsulates. It's this idea that, you know, everything that Carol's been through, that's what's that's what's led her to, to build this album. It's the same message behind sort of building a tapestry or something. You know, it's a collection of stories. It's a collection of ideas that you know. Once you step, once you uh, once you take a step back, you see it for what it is, which is Carol's life. You know, at the end of the day, like, she, all, every single one of these songs have been completely shaped by all of her experiences. Every failed marriage for example and things like that you know it's it's led to so much incredible and beautiful music and i think the sentiment behind that the idea that even through pain even through uh, you know trauma you know horrible events she's been able to create something absolutely beautiful from and yeah it's it's just just that in itself is such a such an incredible incredible metaphor image everything i just i, I absolutely adore it absolutely adore it man so well
1: put james collins well that brings us to the end of our show and signing us out is carol king with tapestry it's been a fantastic show thanks for joining us join us every single weekend midday here on river radio i've been jordan and i've been james Collins. and you've been listening to off the record
3: my life has been a tapestry of rich and royal view, an everlasting vision of the ever-changing view Woven magic in bits of blue and gold, a tapestry to feel and see impossible to hold. Once, amid the soft silver sadness in the sky, there came a man of fortune, a drifter passing by torn and tattered cloth around his leathered hide and a coat of many colors yellow-green on either side He moved with some uncertainty as if he didn't know just what he was there for or where he ought spell. And I went to see him suffer, though I didn't know him well. As I watched in sorrow, there suddenly appeared a figure gray and ghostly beneath the flowing beard. In times of deepest darkness, I've seen him dressed in History's tree's unri-